Welcome to The Frederick Factor. My name is Ashley Kiggins, and I'm the host of season two. Everyone who's lived in, worked in, or visited Frederick, Maryland knows there's just something special about this place. One of those things is the incredible, diverse community that continues to grow. Here on this podcast, we bring you Frederick's underrepresented business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders into the spotlight, share their stories with you, and find out what's their Frederick factor. I'm here with Catherine Vasiri. So Catherine, welcome. She's the managing director of The Met. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So basically, just kind of tell me a little bit about your background. We just met this morning and we are about an hour into conversation and now just starting our podcast, if that tells you how good of a conversation we've been having. So tell me a little more about your background. Um, I am a Frederick girl born and bred. Um, I... Grew up here. I went to uh, Langenor High School, and I also went to TJ um, back when it was the Visual Performing Arts program. So did I, I know that? Yeah, I kind of got to um, you know split my day in half, I guess, through high school. Um, and so I have, I've just always kind of been an arts girl in this wonderful world of Frederick since I was born. <laughs> Love it. And I love it. So you've always been kind of involved in the arts. Was there something that sparked you that kind of made you want to get in there? Was there like a movie that you saw or a play? No, it was Lucky Charm Serial. (laughs) That got me into acting or got me into the arts. I, um, my mom... She loves me telling the story. Um, would not let us have like heavy sugar cereals. We sometimes got a heavy, you know, Lucky Charms or mm-hmm. the Rainbow Bright cereal. If I have to date myself, when we went on vacation as a special treat. But you know, I was really convinced that I needed to have this as a everyday breakfast food. Um, so she says, I don't recall this, but she says that um, I would climb up into her bathroom sink with her mirror above there and I would practice making sad faces and practice scripts on how to secure Lucky Charm cereal from my mother <laughs> who you know, convinced her. Um, and she said I was either going to be a politician or I was going to be an actor. And she put me in a uh, community production of The King and I with the Fredericktown Players. Oh, wow. Uh, that performed at the Weinberg Center and I was all of five years old and I was one of the King's children. <laughs> so it started from there. And she just wanted to curb my dramatic tendencies. That's um, awesome. And I fell in love with it and I've never done anything but the arts. So, so. do you still eat Lucky Charm cereal? I don't. <laughs> but if you go into my office, you'll see one of my um, former board members actually I told that story to the, her at some point and she bought me a can of just the marshmallows, um, a mason jar of just the marshmallows. So I have that sitting on my desk. Oh, it's that's a constant awesome. reminder of my roots. That's a that's actually a really good root story. Isn't that funny. <laughs> well, I used to go. I used to work at Adventure Theater in Montgomery County, and when you'd go for career day, I'd tell that story as to how I got into it. So well, and who? I like mean, that. I feel like you should reach out to General Mills and share the right. story with them right. of how inspiring Lucky Charms can truly be. That's right. So, because um, I highly doubt any parents are raw rawing for Lucky Charms uh, no, these I days. <laughs> No, they're they're like my mom. My mom was ahead of her time. It's kicks and and Cheerios and Special K. Oh, well, 
Cheerios, I, you know, you just pour a little sugar on yeah, top of them, then it, it makes it fine. <laughs> Scrape it from the bottom. <laughs> so how did you end up at Maryland Ensemble? So oddly enough, I was just coming out of undergrad in, I got, I'm going to have to date myself. So, you know, mid-90s, mid to late 90s, and I was a company member at Met. So I was an actor on their stage for, you know, a little bit. And I taught a couple classes and I assistant directed there. In between the time I, I left, I left undergrad and went to, to New York to become a famous actress. We all know how that worked out. Um, but I was a company member in between that time. So I knew the organization from that side of it for years and always stayed in close contact. Their first capital campaign I donated to and I would see shows there because I, you know, I lived in Frederick but commuted to Montgomery County for many years. So Met was always a part of my life and the managing director position came open and I said, I think, I think this could be a good thing. Yeah. Um, and luckily they agreed with me. So uh, that's how I ended up at Met as the managing director. But I, I spent a ton of time away, you know, getting experience to lead up to that point. Um, but they've been around since I was just starting out. That's so, great. Yeah. That's a pretty cool story, too, to, you know, say. It's like full circle. Yeah. Right? You started here yeah. and then worked and came back, mm-hmm. went to become famous in New York. I did, yeah. Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole shebang. Yeah. Um, with our podcast, we talk a lot about underrepresented groups and, you know, kind of the community in Frederick and how that all connects. So can you speak to a little bit maybe of what the Met has done within itself to kind of support and maybe even encourage underrepresented groups and diversity um, kind of within uh, the community there? Absolutely. Um, Met has been a community partner, a partner with the community for, we are going into our 25th season this September. Wow. So we have- a Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and we're gonna have a brand new re- renovated theater to have everybody come visit us in starting in September as well. But, you know, we've been around for, for that many decades now uh, and it's always been a part of our fabric. Um, so our programming, we have in-school programming so that we are bringing, bringing the arts to young kids mm-hmm. with a specific focus on, on kids who might not otherwise be able to experience the arts. Because being a part of theater, watching theater, anything that you do with the live performing arts, it builds empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if you have young people that are developing that part of their brain and they're building the empathy, they're going to become adults um, who are philanthropers and who give back to their community and appreciate mm-hmm. all of that. Um, so we try and build from a very young place with all of our in-school programming, but also what you see on stage. Um, we have our fun company arm, which is Theater for Young Audiences. Um, we have our main stage and our ensemble is actually, it's a group of 31 to 32 artists at this point um, who via consensus, we'll come to what our season should be, and they'll pick our season with a lot of different things in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them being, you need to be able to see yourself represented on the stage in order to connect with a piece in some way. So with that in mind, we're always choosing pieces that are going to speak to everybody in our community. They're very inclusive of everything that makes up the fabric of, of Frederick and, and our community. Being able to relate to a character. Um, I mean, when people watch movies, they like to be able to relate to a character. When you watch a show, you like right. to be able to relate. And I think by having shows that are 
keyly targeted in a way of saying, hey, you know what? This is Pride Month. We are really going to make sure we have a Pride show. And maybe that will also inspire some who, you know, you never know that little kid in the audience who may be dealing with that or struggling or something like that and seeing that as, you know, hey, that's, I'd love to be involved and do something like that. Maybe that's my opportunity to kind of to spread myself or to, you know, being on stage, you can be an actor, you can be anything, anything you kind of want. And so I feel like that gives that opportunity to say, hey, maybe I can express myself, something I'm not able to do in my day to day. Watching these shows gives that opportunity. And even just having them, you know, if there's something going on at home, things like that, being involved in the school really gives that opportunity to kind of get away from that. Absolutely. It is an escape, you know, in in some ways. Um, And, we are very diverse, really, in terms of, of the pieces that we will pick to show. Um, so, you know, we also focus on playwrights of color and female playwrights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just that those stories are seen yeah. um, and, and understood by our community. And I'd like to think that we are doing our part in that way to to really make it a more inclusive space in general. Absolutely. Um, we also... My goodness, bringing diversity and, and in, including all sorts of different people, you know, sometimes can be challenging because you have all different types of audience members coming in and mm-hmm. you've got. So we make sure that we're we're always trying to to be that space that is inclusive and that is diverse and that is welcoming. Yes. Um, and I think that that is super important because we fancy ourselves as a theater for our community. We are not a community theater, but a theater for our community. Right. So one of the things we've talked about on a couple of these different episodes is just the changing, um, the the diversity change and, you know, not just Frederick County, but really, I mean, even focus right in Frederick City and how much that has changed and, you know, how we've evolved so much. So it's causing, you know, things, other things to start to evolve. So I think it's great to have that opportunity to have, you know, once again, a push on diversity and on on being welcoming and equality. Women leads are, you know, having plays where they are going to require actors of different backgrounds and things like that, casting calls for different backgrounds. So I think that's one of the ways that you guys are, it sounds like you guys are really helping to kind of push that forward. This past summer, we did uh, Bob Marley's Three Little Birds, and I, there was an article in the Post. I don't know that it's necessarily, it, it must be true, but it was the first all person of color cast Oh, that, awesome. that Frederick has 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 seen. Um, so bringing that is important. It's mm-hmm. important work. Theater is is a reflection of who we are, you know, as a community, and so it needs to be showing that. And I think that Met does a, a really noble and good job of trying to to diversify. Yeah, getting in there too with the kids when they're younger and it's giving key. that opportunity because they're not looking online. It's not like a sport that it just shows up at school. Right. Um, so it's nice to have that. Right. Um, so, you know, since we've kind of touched on this a little bit too, but, you know, kind of connecting Maryland Ensemble to the, the Frederick community, um, you know, kind of what do you feel like you guys are continuing to do um, to really just, once again, not just even diversity, but just connecting fully to the community. I think that the theater is a reflection of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of, you know, 
what are some of the ways? Sure. So we are going to be announcing our 25th anniversary season um, in the end of this month. Um, however, I can give a little spoiler because I think it's important to the conversation that we're having. One of the, the pieces in our 25th season is going to be a devised piece, which is very typical of the ensemble model. Obviously, Maryland Ensemble Theater, mm-hmm. we are an ensemble model. Um, so we will be working on a devised piece and we are working in partnership with Arch and we are going to be building a piece. Um, I'm not able to really say what it's going to be because that is the beauty of it being devised, but it is going to be reflective of the stories of people that came before us that built up our community that are specifically people of color. Um, And I think that is a story that is known but not told to all audiences, right? Or you think you know, um, but Met is working very hard and always has. This is not the first piece of its kind. Several years ago, we did a piece on homelessness Mm -hmm. uh, in Frederick to kind of bring light to that. So to sort of turn it into a, um, I don't want to call it theater for social change (laughs) or social justice or anything (laughs) like that, but it is is to, to highlight the contributions of those in our community and to educate in a fun way, yeah. um, you know, in, a, in an enjoyable way, contributions of everyone in our community. So that is super important work that MET does. And we do that, I want to say we do that every three or four seasons at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big part of who we are, um, is telling those stories and being yeah. just really grounded in the stories of our community. So teaser for the 25th season. Hi, I'm Sandy Dubay from Platinum PR, Places Reimagined, and we're the creators and producers of The Frederick Factor. We're also the sponsors of season two. For over two decades, the Platinum PR team has helped economic development and tourism organizations discover their potential, attract new investment, and tell their community story. Would you like our team of talented professionals to help you reimagine your place? We'd love to hear from you. Find us at PlatinumPR.com or click the link in the show notes. We're also looking for sponsors of future episodes of The Frederick Factor. If you're interested in sponsoring future episodes so your business or organization can be featured in a message like this, email us at info at frederickfactor.com to find out more. Happy listening. I really love the the two groups working together. Yep. I, I helped with the getting Arch their space and got to know the the great David Key and um, I mean one of the most incredible people I've ever met in this community hands down and you know he taught me a little bit of history when I first moved to Frederick I lived on Westall Saint Street and I (laughs) did not know the history of Westall Mm -hmm. Saint Street I knew that it was funny, I would always say, walking down the street, the ladies always reminded me of my my grandmother because there was all these just sweet ladies. And they, when I was pregnant while I was there with my youngest, and um, when she was born, they were all so excited. Of course. They were taking pictures, and it reminded me so much of being in the neighborhoods of Philadelphia where my parents live. But I slowly started to learn kind of the history and mm-hmm. of All Saints Street. And then, actually, I was at a museum in Baltimore, and ended up learning even more. Because, oh, really? And I cannot believe I cannot remember which museum it is. But there is an African-American history museum in Baltimore. And they actually have an area that is like an exhibit that's Frederick. Because it talks about how prosperous Frederick was for the African-American community during certain times. Mm-hmm. And how All Saints Street and South Street were streets that were kind of dedicated to being 
these prospering, you know, yeah. African-American families and streets and, you know, really kind of trying to have that middle class feel in there. So it's it's a very... If, if anybody ever gets out to that museum, it's right in downtown Baltimore, not far from um, the harbor. I'll have to look that up so that we can go there and use that as part of our research. Yeah. yeah that's, you know, we're a year out from this project. Okay. So right now we're in that gathering information phase where we're, we're putting pieces together and becoming as knowledgeable as we can. So I will make sure that we uh, yes. include that on our, our list. But there's a fantastic walking tour that Arch gives um, that I would encourage anybody to go on um, and everyone to go on because it is so uh, rich with, yeah. with with history and stories and things I, like that. So well, I can't wait for that piece yes. to come to our stage because I think, you know, it's just a, it's a, a pathway, an entryway for, for the community, a different one than going to a museum or, right. um, but still educating, respecting our history, showing the diversity that we have in our community in a, a positive way. I'm thrilled about that project. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite that we're going to be doing next season. So I look forward to seeing that yeah. project. I mean, I'm super excited for their museum to come just, yes. like I said, because to understand so much of the history of, of Frederick and, right. you know, a lot of people don't know kind of about the Creek Divide and, oh, yes. you know, which is something in, in real estate, you know, they, mm-hmm. they kind of lightly touch on it, but no one really dives into it. And I, I learned about it very quickly. And, yeah. you know, and it's funny because people always ask, well, why are the houses on this side cheaper than the houses on that side? And once again, Archel, when in, when they open the museum, they'll really be able to explain to talk about that. and yep. to talk about things that people don't necessarily want to talk about because we look at, oh, we're a really diverse community now, but there's a history there. Mm-hmm. And it's a history that I think is important for us all to know. And I mean, obviously the Met's going to do a great job with them to kind of help bring that history to life. And right. so, yeah, well, I'll definitely have to Super keep me in the loop that. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be the end of our 25th season. So it'll be around this time next year. Okay. That you can expect to see it. Perfect. Now, will it be at? It will be at Met okay. in our newly renovated theater. Okay. We just completed a capital campaign, so our theater is getting a, a renovation after, mm, I want to say, 18 or so years. Oh, wow. <laughs> We've had the same seats, but we're getting all brand new seating and new some new lights and new sound booth and all oh, sorts of stuff. Yeah. That's exciting. Very exciting. So how do you feel kind of, I mean, like I said, we've talked a lot kind of about diversity and inclusion. And, you know, how do you feel, and this isn't even just outside of the Met, just you personally. Um, I, we, we had a long conversation really actually prior to us starting recording mm-hmm. um, just about, the, you know, the diversity and inclusion and in Frederick County in general. So how do you feel like it was one of those ways we can kind of keep to promote that? I think by continuing to keep in the front of our minds um, that we are a, we come from many, many different diverse backgrounds in Frederick um, and how, how fortunate we are to live in a community that is overall by and large, very inclusive. Mm -hmm. um, And that at least from my perspective is, is, is welcoming. You look around, particularly downtown, and you see all of the, you know, the beautiful artwork and the murals that are coming up from a very diverse set of artists. Mm-hmm. And I think more things like that, different perspectives always um, coming in and being welcomed into the community, I think will go a, a tremendously long way for continuing to make Frederick a place where you want to live, you want to thrive in, you, you want to raise your children in, you know, uh, and that you want to come back to or you want to stay here for many, many years. I think that that welcoming vibe 
um, and making sure, you know, as, as, as leaders in the community, if we can be so, you know, brash as to call ourselves that, are constantly working on making sure that it is that, yeah. making sure that it is all of the things that we say we want it to be. Absolutely. So. Well, then, wrapping up. So the one question that I always ask each one of the guests, which is when I was a guest, was the one question that I did not prepare for. So right? it stumped me just slightly. <laughs> uh, but what is your Frederick factor? You know, what to you makes Frederick Frederick? I have to say, and I, I'll admit I'm biased, but, you know, the arts. Um, Frederick has done an incredibly great job of of making the arts or integrating the arts into the core of its economic stability. Um, and I think, you know, we really pride ourselves on that. And I think when you look around our community, you see that everywhere. You see it, you know, from from the the artwork that's on the creek mm-hmm. um, to on, on our, our buildings around to the beautiful structures that we have at uh, Baker Park, the fountain. I mean, just all of these things. The art, I think, begs to, to welcome you in mm-hmm. um, and just enjoy and and see beauty and everything so for me it will always be the arts you know having been to new york and having lived in other places in my wanderings and my journeys you know there's no place like like frederick yeah for that it's this perfect little mix of of small town but urban but forward thinking and i think the arts has a lot to do with that so i would say the arts and i wouldn't argue with you because i will say when i go downtown, the main thing I see people doing is everyone wants to take a picture with the murals that we have. And you always know, yes, (laughs) if if you don't have, if you live in Frederick and you don't have an angel picture yet, then do you really live in Frederick? That's right. I mean, you have to have at least one, but it's something Mm -hmm. that people get so shocked by. And when I bring family, we're not from here and our family's all from out of town and they are all mesmerized. My favorite one is, is that a real window or is that just a painted window? I mean, mm-hmm. all of those things, the bricks on the creek, yeah. did not know that half of Leland them were. Cochran, he yes. is an <laughs> amazing artist. And if you're ever so fortunate to hear him speak, he um, he's responsible for a lot of that, that early yeah. um, mural work that happened. In it, and it has become synonymous with Frederick. It really I actually, has. Leadership Frederick County, yes. uh, another LFC graduate, but he came and spoke to us yep. um, on the creek about it. Yep. And it's funny because they look so realistic. Talks about perspective <laughs> and how he how he paints yes. in every direction. Yeah, never realized. And I was like, you know, I've walked this probably a thousand times and just never realized they were painted until he started talking about it. And it's one of the coolest things in Frederick. Um, so, and to listen to him and his passion right. kind of about it and how he did all of that. And I am by far the furthest from an artist in the entire world. I can promise you that. Other than playing my flute, which I played for years, first chair, you know. Oh, well. Here, yeah. Little, me. Little flute well, quartet. I'm not an artist, though. No, no. <laughs> but my stick figures, now right. they are... Actually, really lopsided. Um, but I feel you. It, it, it's just <laughs> the same problem. Yeah, I get very fascinated though by by people in the arts and by learning more. Just because it's a, like I said, it's a part of me that I don't really express much, and so mm. it's. And my daughter's become my nine year old has become an incredible artist. Yay! Um, she's. I need more of them. She tells me all the time about this is no mom. That's 
like a, I don't, I don't even know the words for it, but she's painting and all. I mean, yes, all all of that. She's got that whole thing. And good girl. Yes. I said, great. So sports will not be your thing. You will not be playing volleyball like me, but I will, (laughs) I will let that slide because your artwork is gorgeous. Um, But yeah, I think the arts are just such an important and, you know, to have obviously Maryland ensemble, to have, you know, the Weinberg, to have these places that a whole little kind of art street in yeah. a way. We have is, a theater district. Yes, a I mean, theater district. On. You even have a wine we store in your theater district. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. So, and just so for those who don't know where you guys are located, could you maybe tell the address? Sure. We're we're located at 31 West Patrick Street. We are in the lower level, aka the basement, which is awesome. We are a cool, funky basement theater in the uh, FSK apartment building. Uh, we are right across the street from the Weinberg Center and next door to New Spire Arts. So you feel make- like you're going into like a secret club, I will say, when you go down there because it's it is pretty cool. It does have that vibe of yep. like you're going someplace that's like. Nobody really knows, mm-hmm. it's, which everyone does know, but it's like an underground sort of Got a little spot. speakeasy kind of feel to yes. it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Catherine, I want to thank you so much for being here. This has been great conversation before the podcast, <laughs> during the podcast. I told her we would only be here for probably 30 minutes, and I think I've kept her for almost an hour and a half. So That is I, totally okay. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having yes, me. Yes, yes, I truly appreciate it. And um, that's a wrap on Frederick Factor. I will see you guys soon. You've been listening to The Frederick Factor. Want to find out more about our diverse community that makes Frederick so special? Visit our website at frederickfactor.com. Till next time.